0: Tales of things that go bump in the night are often met with reasonable skepticism. However, there is one nightmarish figure that keeps creeping up in reports all around the world. People from different backgrounds, cultures, and countries share the same experiences of seeing a shadowy figure watching them as they sleep. Those who see these figures cannot move or breathe, as if they are paralyzed with fear. All they can do is watch as the figure creeps closer, attacks them, then disappears into the darkness. Hello, hello, hello everyone! My name is Katie and you are listening to Creeping Out Katie. Thank you for joining me on my very first episode. In this podcast, I will talk about different creepy things that scared me as a child. I will also talk about the history behind them and if I still think they are scary. As you can tell from our little intro, today's creepy topic is the phenomena of shadow people. Like most children, I was afraid of the dark. I used a nightlight up until maybe middle school, but if I'm being honest, I have one now for my senior dog when she decides to jump off my bed in the middle of the night. When I was a child, I used to wake up and then believe I saw something move in the corner of my room. Of course, there never was anything, but as a child, living the comfort and safety of your bed was never worth finding out. But this only happens to children, right? Right? As an adult, you know there is no one else in your room, right? Today, we are going to talk about what victims of shadow people say they look like, what they do, what believers theorize what they are, and what psychologists say that they most likely could be. For now, relax, enjoy, and try not to get creeped out. According to author Hilda Hollis, shadow people are dark silhouettes with humanoid shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral vision. She says shadow people have been seen since the beginning of time and thousands of people from around the world have reported sightings of these figures. At the corner of the room or at the end of the bed, shadow people would stand still and stare at their victims or attempt to jump on their chests and choke them. They are black, sometimes featureless masses that take humanoid or demonic shape. Shadow people seem to have the ability to walk through walls or other physical materials. They are supposedly attracted to negative energies with their victims. However, they could also be the ones that cause these negative energies. Either way, negative energy is believed to be the causation of many paranormal events. It is rare to hear shadow people speak or try to communicate with their victims. They seem to be aware of their surroundings and react if they catch their victim looking at them. There are different types of shadow people that we are aware of. The first type are black masses or peepers, less human in form, but still of that general size. They are black masses of shadow that give off fuzzy and blurred impressions of a human figure. They are called peepers because they seem to be peeping at you from behind furniture or at the end of your bed. They are relatively harmless, but they still give their victims the uncomfortable sense of being watched. The next are human-shaped shadow people. These make up a bulk of the shadow people's sightings. They seem to be either naked or wear a dark cloak, like the black masses or peepers. The human-shaped shadow people seem more interested in watching us or at least feeding off our energy. Those who believe in shadow people say that these shadows are linked to hauntings, violent poltergeist activities, or even have caused death. One of the scariest shadows is known as the Hat Man. This entity is described as being very tall with a thin frame. And like other shadow people, the Hat Man appears in regular human form, seen with a black beard in a black suit, with a long black overcoat or cloak and a fedora-shaped hat. Most of the time, it would not do anything except stare at you. If you see him, it is considered a bad omen. In some reports of the Hat Man, its victims say that they were terrified and they were unable to speak or move. After they wake up in the morning, they find out that someone they knew or loved tragically died. Not to spoil the series, but it sounds like some other dark omen I am planning on talking about in a few episodes, so you should probably check it out just saying. The final type of shadow people are the demonic shadow people with red eyes. The demonic shadow people are definitely the most dangerous of all the types of shadow people, and they should be avoided if possible. Many accounts state that these are the type of shadow people known to attack their victims, giving them a choking sensation. If you ever encounter them, it is best not to show fear. To get rid of the shadow person, you can pray, ask for spiritual guidance, or tell the shadow person to leave you alone or piss off. My research just says, hey, hope for the best. I'm praying for you. Good luck, man. I found several stories on Reddit that share experiences with shadow people and supernatural events. In the future, I would like to talk about real, not real, but, you know, documented encounters. However, it's very different with shadow people. There is no physical proof if they were ever around, and we can only take the victim's story face value. For now, I would like to read some Reddit posts. I am going to start with this one from... Mistress of Darkness, Shadow People, the man with the top hat, talked to me. Ooh, that's interesting, because they're not supposed to talk to you. This happened a few years ago. I was sleeping over at a friend's house, and we went to sleep late at night. When I was asleep, I saw a tall, completely black silhouette enter the bedroom. It had a top hat, a coat, and looked like a male figure. At the side of the bed was a chair. He sat there and stared at me. I was sort of asleep, but not awake, neither in a sleep paralysis and he started to talk to me. He asked some stuff. I asked some more, and he answered it. It was a long hour about five years ago, so I can't actually remember what we talked about. It looked like it was generally interested in me for some weird reason. Suddenly, a second shadow appears. This one was the black silhouette of a woman crawling. The hat man told me not to move or look at it, and it wouldn't notice me. He told me she was not good. The crawling woman then left, and at dawn, the hat man disappeared. I have read that many people who encountered the top hat man were terrified and described it as a bad experience, but mine wasn't terrifying at all. But still, I could sort of sense that it wasn't good nor evil. Something in between, maybe? And post. Like I said, it's very rare in these accounts that there's an actual shadow person talking, let alone the hat man having a full conversation about this person's day. I want to learn more about the crawling woman figure, cause that sounds terrifying. Especially if the Hat Man is like, "Hey, don't don't mess with that one." This encounter was. <laughs> Miss, I'm sorry. <clears throat> this encounter was made by Mister Tibbles thirty-two. Shadow people on the window. I didn't realize what I was seeing until later in life but I now believe I've encountered some shadow people. When I was about five, my room was laid out so it was roughly a square, with one wall of windows covering my blinds, and a door on the opposite side, with my bed in between the two, against the wall in nightlight. Late at night while I was sleeping, I would just stare at my blinds. As I sat, shadow people would appear to walk in front of my blinds, and just sort of... act. They appeared as if someone was floating on the opposite side of the window, and their shadow was cast on the blinds with a huge spotlight, but this was on the second floor of a townhouse, 20 feet off the ground. No one could be outside of my window. The shadows would float about and dance, or interact with one another. I don't think there ever was more than two. They never seemed to have a malevolent intent, and would always just sort of walk on stage, do their act, then walk off. They had mannerisms as if they were floating, so my five-year-old self just assumed that Peter Pan must be flying about outside my window and probably doesn't want to be bothered. I never thought of it as some spirit or demon, but literally just a fictional character and to five-year-old me made perfect sense. These shadows stopped visiting me as I grew up and just sort of stopped one day. I completely forgot about this encounter thing until a few days ago when I found a thread mentioning shadow people and I remembered the odd occurrence. It might have been just my imagination, but I remember it happening multiple times and being particularly vivid. End quote. That's so nice. Oh my gosh. Like, these shadow people thought, hey, there's a kid, let's do a dancy dance. I love that. Oh my gosh. And he thought it was Peter Pan. That's so sweet. Me, these are evil creatures. Also me, I'm picking the happy stories. Yay. The most profound shadow people encounter comes from multiple people in the late 70s and early 80s. One of these encounters is said to be the inspiration of Wes Craven's 1984's cult classic, Nightmare on Elm Street. Director Wes Craven came up with the idea after reading several LA Times articles about Asian families who had escaped the Cambodian killing fields. You see, between the years 1975 and 1979, 2-3 to three million people were killed in Cambodia by the extreme group the Khmer Rouge. Once escaping to America, dozens of refugees suffered disturbing nightmares and refused to sleep. One of these reports included a young boy who was haunted by terrible nightmares while he slept. In an interview with Vulture Entertainment News, Craven states, quote, he told his parents he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him would get him, so he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought this crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. There was a youngster having a vision of horror that everyone older was denying. That became the central line of Nightmare on Elm Street. So, what are they? Some believers say that these shadow people are entities or demons. Others insist that they are actually interdimensional travelers or possibly extraterrestrials observing us. That is why we see some distorted or blurry and could easily disappear. They are not saying that they are holograms, but rather go in or look through openings in the space-time continuum. It is weird that this is something that many people say they have seen, but there is no way to actually prove it. For all we know, these apparitions could simply be a trick of the eye or something else that can be explained by psychology. It is possible that us humans have a collective hive mind mentality when it comes to seeing shadow people. The human brain fills in missing information with information we already know. For example, I know you have that pile of clothes on your chair that is in peripheral vision of your bed. I know you have it because I do. During the day, it's on your bed, and as you work at your desk, then at night, you move it to your desk, you tell yourself, I'll put it all away tomorrow morning! But no, you don't. You just continue the cycle again and again until you actually have to put the clothes away. While the lights are off, you may be able to see the outline of the pile by some sort of faint light source in or out of your room. If you look at it really fast your brain has no idea what it is and it may recognize the pile as a humanoid shape after a moment or two you will then realize it's just close however you may be wondering katie that might explain the shadow figures but what about the shadow people's victims being paralyzed or feel like they're being attacked this brings me to my next subject sleep paralysis during rapid eye movement or REM sleep your body is relaxed and your muscles don't move however your brain is still active Sleep paralysis occurs when the sleep cycle is shifting between sleep stages. If you wake up suddenly from REM sleep, your brain is awake, but your body is still in REM mode and you can't move, causing you to feel like you're paralyzed. An individual may then hallucinate that they are hearing, feeling, or seeing things that aren't naturally there. Up until the late 19th century, sleep paralysis was called nightmare and was associated with demonic possessions. Historical treatments included bloodletting and shaving the head. I don't know how doctors at that time thought that bloodletting was the answer. You got demons in your sleep. Just lead them all out, you heathen. Might as well shave your head. Modern science proves that sleep paralysis is a sleeping disorder in which the body is temporarily immobilized, or the body and mind malfunction at the moment of waking and falling asleep. During a normal night's sleep, the brain sends a message to your body through the nervous system, relaxing all your muscles so that you won't act out during sleep. While this is happening, your brain also gives the order to end or start paralysis. The only time I've experienced sleep paralysis was my first year in college. I was going through so much stress due to classes, being on my own for the first time, as well as worrying about an exam that I needed to pass to take another class the next semester, you know, the whole shebang. My roommate was visiting family that time, so I was all by myself that night. I remember waking up and not being able to move my body. This was scary on its own, but then I realized I wasn't breathing. Side note, many victims feel like they are unable to breathe. However, you are still breathing during sleep paralysis. So how can you get sleep paralysis? Well, it can be caused by several reasons. Sleep paralysis typically occurs when an individual has a lack of sleep, a medical problem, or high levels of stress. Some cases are caused by post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. This could explain why the survivors of the Cambodian killing fields had shared experiences with shadow people or sleep paralysis. Somology, or the scientific study of sleep, is a growing and expanding field of science that can be hard to study. There is currently no prescribed treatment for sleep paralysis, but doctors suggest that making a regular sleep schedule with at least 7-8 to eight hours of sleep can decrease the chances of sleep paralysis. Now, I no longer believe in shadow people or the monster under the bed or in the closet, not because I got older, but because I did research about the things that do not make sense to me. I believe that if we take time to learn, the world does not seem as scary or as unknown. But since the world is still unknown to us, I feel like I need to encounter the question whether or not shadow people are real. If they are real, who or what are they? Where do they come from? Are they attracted to negative energies or the paranormal? Or do they bring the negativity wherever they go? We may never know, but until then, sweet dreams. Creeping Out Katie was brought to you by River sticks Audio and created by me, Katie Clark. For written transcripts, research credit, updates, and more, visit our website at riversticksaudio.wixsite.com. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other podcasts, follow our Instagram and Twitter under River Styx Audio. Intro and outro song is Misconceptions by Mew. Background music, Maestro Chacklel by Jess Gallagher.